Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Durang. Ah, yes, Lurch. I, uh, I think we have a problem. The problem is you, Lurch. Mrs. Adams and I have had a serious talk about you, Lurch, and we've decided that this year you should attend the Butler's Ball. Detonators, more commonly called blasting caps, are needed. They're safe and useful in trained hands, but dangerous when handled by boys or girls or inexperienced adults. This story is about blasting caps. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Faster than goose shit goes through a tin horn. All right. Thank you for coming back. This is Can You Hear Me, the podcast of three slightly educated hillbillies talking about things. I am real Gustav, Gustav Monteblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. So you can find us on Twitter. As I said, I'm real Gustav. You can find me at uh, Longmire Heavy. <laughs> Always some in- indecision there, right. even though the address is still the same. Right. And I'm at Muzzy74, M-Z-Z-Y-7-4. I like when you clarify that so I don't have to. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can find us on the internet at canyouhearmepod.com, our website. And uh, we have a uh, MySpace, as I told Ooh. you earlier. I <laughs> haven't done anything with it, but I thought... You can put some music on there? I might put some music on there. Can cool. you still do that? I don't know how that works. I don't know. I bet you can. That's what they use it for mainly now. Well, I, I know bands use it, but I don't right. know if they want us putting... Sure, you know, it's free advertising. The Rolling Stone Sympathy for the Devil up there. We'll just charge it to Heavy. He's the MySpace expert anyway. Well, the problem was when I put it on there... I put my name in, but I put the username as Can You Hear Me Pod. Mm-hmm. And then when it popped up, it says Gustav Monteblanc, and I want it to be us. Gotcha. Yeah, inclusive. Gonna, I don't want y'all to think I'm trying to take this over and trying to one up, show. trying to one up us with his yeah. with a MySpace he's, account. He's going. He's going to start his solo career any day now. Right. He's going out on my own, start putting out you know middle of the week episodes. Right. Like <laughs> daily yeah, podcast. Daily podcast. Could you imagine what an ass whip that oh, would be? Listening man. to me every day. I mean, my wife only has to listen to me half the time since I'm off doing spy shit. Right. Be tough. That'd be too much to listen to anybody. We also have an individual Twitter account, although we hardly use it. We have a Tumblr account. There's no porn on our Tumblr. I'll say that again. I think Heavy made us a Tinder account. Did you? I did. Yeah. We're... uh Got a hookup with the uh, partial recall guys. Oh, that yeah. should be fine. So we just came back from. Quit the soccer- playing footsie with me, well, dude. Well, I can't help it. You're just so damn handsome. Okay. <laughs> and you put me in this child chair. So <laughs> yeah, a- why are we a whole foot and a half right. shorter than heavy? So I want to. My garage, my rules. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I want to paint. He's in the king chair oh, over there. Shit. So, as some of you may have known, we are not men of large stature. Correct. And so 
I'm used to looking up at a lot of the world, but here in Heavy's Garage, we have a cafeteria-style table, banquet-type table, and Ty and I are in low-slung, fold-up academy chairs. Camp chairs. And Heavy is sitting in a nice, sturdy wooden chair about a good eight inches above us. I mean, the table is right at chin level. Yeah, it's, a, it's my armpit level here. I'm literally resting well, my the other The other camp chair game. broke, so I had to, so you had to fashion get the this one. Big kingdom yeah. chair. Right, right. Pulled this off the back porch. I like did that. a paint job on that it. little faux uh, distress. Distressed. Yeah, right there. I, uh, Very shabby chic of you. I experimented with all kinds of crap that I had here in the garage. This is all but leftover this paint. This is not the first time you've experimented. But the, uh, I had all kinds of leftover paint, and I found a bunch of dried up acrylic paints from my wife's uh, art supplies. Didn't have any uh, paint thinner or anything like that. That reminds me of a paint thinner story we're about to tell. So I thought, <laughs> it's petroleum-based. I use lighter fluid. Same shit. Basically. Sure. Kind of. Your level of chemistry knowledge is not to be uh, and, uh, trusted. No. So I thinned it all out with lighter fluid and uh, shook it up. It took a couple extra days for it to dry. But Somewhere a certain so this teacher is probably pretty flammable. shaking his head. Still. Right. Now, we ought to take, Don't a, picture try that at that. Home. We ought to take a picture of that and put it on our Pinterest page. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you we, go. we are trying to... Really get our tentacles out there into the world of Al Gore's internet. Our what? Our tentacles. Oh, I thought you said testicles. Not our testicles. Our testicles, or my testicles, are null and void. And <laughs> I'm removed, just like Varus. Uh, actually, I had I had a vasectomy. No. And I'm pretty sure that if you ask the surgeon and his nurse, it was the funniest vasectomy ever. Probably. I know well, your nuts telling jokes. Or? Well, I've got funny nuts to begin with. That's I'll, gi- I'll give you that. My nuts are. I think they're getting bigger. Well, you. I don't know if you've mentioned on the show that you had the the, the lean over move. Yeah, I've, we've talked about the lean over okay. where I can't touch the bottom of my nuts without actively leaning over. Now, see if I, you can touch mine without leaning over. <laughs> yeah, right now. Okay. There you go. I don't know. You haven't had a vasectomy. No. And neither of you. Nope. Y'all are all still. Functioning virile men. Now, right. if they took your nuts off, I think they did it wrong. Yeah, that I I feel bad for. We had a bulldog get get his nuts removed the other day, and I just feel bad. And I see that little. Uh, oh yeah, a little just when I had mine sack. neutered, and I felt so bad for that dude. Never like, looked at you the same. Yeah, he's just like brought him home, and he just looked at me like you fucking asshole. This hurts. So some of you may be scared of the vasectomy. Because the idea of someone jabbing, not not even cutting anything, it's the jabbing oh, of the shit. needles Stop. into right. your nuts. Okay. No, no, we got We need to deal with this because this is a pertinent. Because our younger listeners, they're going to face this someday. I don't want to have to explain this, but I've seen a vasectomy. <laughs> okay. Just carry on. The it's not fun getting a needle in the nuts. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> what an HSO. But as we went in. Because I asked, I asked my regular GP, like, who did you have you do yours? I wanted to get, you know, like, I didn't want to get the discount one. I'm like, right. I want somebody, a good That's recommendation. That's something I'm not going to change on medical no, care. you know. Right yeah. you're, I you're, want the best one you got. You want to go back on everything you said in the copay episode. Right, right. This Just going, give me your youngest resident. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anybody that actually hasn't graduated from med school yet? <laughs> right. We go in there, 
Mrs. Gustav goes with me. She's in the, cause they just do this in the office, you know. This is not a big no, deal. No, this is day procedure. I had, uh, shaved up my balls nice and clean, you know, made them pretty for the people. Well, we could have another episode about the first time you do that, how much shake hand you have. <laughs> versus, now, I don't know about you, but versus now versus the sheer just like, just like I'm like, I'm like a damn Zorro in there now. Yeah. I'm just cleaning yeah, this shit up without thinking. I may be a little too confident now to where it's going to come back to bite me at some point. I had to explain that to the work wives the other day about shaving your balls and your dick if you got hair shaft, you know. Yeah. And they're like, you got hair on your shaft? What? I'm like, yeah. You know. Well, once you shave it once, you're committed yeah, you're to committed. life. And then one of them, like the next week, was like, my guy manscaped a little too much. And I guess he went full... Sixth grade. Oh. And mm. she was not prepared for that from a man <laughs> of his late 40s. But um, anyway, so I get everything cleaned up. Mrs. Gustav's in the room. We got the nurse. We got the doctor. And he's down there, you know, and you're seeing all this. I mean, it's just there, you know, if you want to look. And I am cracking jokes like you would not believe. I'm on a roll like a Catskill comic. Oh, man. And he's You're a laughing. regular Henny Youngman in there. And and Mrs. Gustav's laughing, and she's kicking in, but she's mostly playing the straight man. Nurse is laughing, and then I realize about halfway through, I'm making the guy that's cutting on my vast deference laugh right now. Yeah. Maybe I need to yeah. walk it back a little bit and let save the, for let the... Let the man concentrate. Let him finish up. But it was great. You know, I had a... Everybody laughed. Everybody had a good time. That's important. And do y'all have like party favors or anything after? Yeah, Mazel Tov and we crashed it, <laughs> stepped on a glass. You know, they told me to get a jock, which I never liked jocks to begin with. Yeah. I never really understood the purpose of the jock. They just hugs and bubbas up. Yeah, tight. but I mean, why is your ass open? You know? Because well, you're not protecting your ass. But I don't know, it just never made sense. So when I started playing ice hockey, very shittily I might add, and you could get the compression shorts that had the pouch for your cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never looked back. I mean, that was like, that's all I want. I'm not wearing any of these jocks. But I bought a jock anyway because they told me to. And I wore it for like 30 minutes. I'm like, fuck this. Sat there with some peas on my balls for a while. And, you know, that was it. It wasn't bad. How bad so was that needle? you lost needles? control of your bladder? No, I didn't pee. Frozen peas. Frozen peas. Oh. That's what they tell you. He didn't put a giant stake down there like on the movies. Thought he peed on his balls. No, I didn't pee on my balls. Uh, How bad was the needle stick? The frozen pee thing. I think it's more. I mean, it doesn't feel good. I think it's more of a mental thing. Yeah. Did you watch the needle stick? I think I did. Definitely saw him. You know, doing some cutting and tying and tying off. Did after he tied it off, did he raise his hands up like a <laughs> calf roper? They had the they had the they had the rodeo band playing in the background. <laughs> boom, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Woo! Woo! Look out! <laughs> but you know, nine point six seconds. <laughs> I was out of I was out of commission both for solo and mutual work for I don't know maybe a week or so, and then yeah. But Which, that, yeah, I mean, that and during sounds... that week, I I got smarter, I think, just like George Costanza, where I wasn't thinking about anything because then I was like, I can solve the problems of the world. Ah. After that week, I was back to tugging it in as dumb as I've ever been. <laughs> but it's such a, it's it's so worth it. I oh, mean, it's absolutely. a great trade. <laughs> you could take thirty IQ points right now. Just let me tug it. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure if I hadn't had uh, the problem with self-amusement that I might have cured cancer by now. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine how different the world would be if there was like a five-year moratorium? I mean, of course, it would get a lot more violent. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one of the things in cultures where that's probably still oppressed heavily. Oh, no doubt. Where if we just dropped a whole bunch of old penthouses and a bunch of Vaseline on the Middle East, I think we'd solve a bunch of shit right there. Cure that shit up. Just a huh? bunch of like 1974 hustlers and yeah. some KY and just let them go right. to town. The ones with just like full Afro bush. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With some <laughs> ham pressed in it. Oh, fuck. Man. I, I saw the look in his eye that he was just about to lower the boom on us yeah. or something. Kinda, and then came ham. And it fluttered his eye. <laughs> And a little grin. I was like, oh, shit, what's coming? Along the same lines, have you ever heard of the uterine ablation? I have. Yes. You have the option to do a um, hysterectomy mm-hmm. or a tubal ligation mm-hmm. on the ladies and cut, tie up the fallopian tubes. But if you do that, you still have the uterine lining being sloughed off every month in that right. horrible time right. that we all dread. The uterine ablation, however, leaves everything else intact, but they go in and either chemically or mechanically basically just scar the uterus right? so that it does not make any blood. And it's still a pretty new procedure. Yeah, it's, it's relatively new. But, I mean, it has a lot of promise, I think, as far as women choosing that over, I mean, especially hysterectomy. Is I mean it offers all kinds of complications. Oh yeah, there, you still and so and recovery time and recovery time and you have you still have all the hormones that you always had. Now it's not a birth control measure like you could still have right. an ectopic pregnancy right. as a possibility, but if you're looking at you know having your partner neutered, you can get that urine ablation and it's bye bye blood time, huh? Forever. Wow, I'll be best. 30 bucks I ever spent. <laughs> uh, you should yeah. do that more often. <laughs> I I didn't think out I didn't think when we were starting the show that we would get to uterine ablation so no, quickly. I, yeah, I was, I'm I'm a poster child for the adoption of uterine ablation. I mean, I believe in that wholeheartedly. I would I would run a campaign on that. All right. That should be your platform. Uterine ablation for everybody that's done having kids, because that makes everybody happy. Yeah. And you're going to get a lot of blowback from your Playtex. Oh, yeah. I might be. The Playtex lobby. Look, the Tampax people may try to assassinate me. Right. You know, the powers that be, they don't want that. Yeah. But, you know, I've got a couple of boys, and. They can carry on your legacy. They can carry on my legacy. Rand and Ron Paul type thing. Here's the deal. They are going to get swung at hard eventually when my daughter gets to be that age, when all of a sudden this is going to start happening. I think you kind of know that kind of thing goes on when you've got a mom, you know, right. indirectly, you know, and it's just going to come at them like, what the fuck? And yeah. I've had that talk kind of, you know, like guarded. Do you remember when maybe it was fourth or fifth grade we were in? The uh, Air Force pilot or Air Force trainer coaches uh, PE class, and they came and got the girls to go see oh, yeah. the film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we were pissed because we had to play dodgeball. Right, and they're yeah. going to go see a movie. Yeah, what, 
Yeah, play dodgeball again. So I've kind of, you know, at least given my heads up that this is how it works. And, you know, you just have to kind of give a a, uh, wide berth on that someday. But it's going to catch them off guard. Listen, you know, everybody knows uh, the game dodgeball played in elementary school. I don't think all schools played it quite like we played it. No one that I've ever encountered played it like we did it. Most people, when they played dodgeball, it was with those foam, yeah. rubber, or Ours was not ball. too OSHA friendly. Oh, I don't think they could play it the way we played it now. No. And uh, the way we played it, that the retired Air Force pilot PE coach, ex-football coach, uh, any athletic balls, footballs, basketballs, soccer. soccer balls, anything that got wore out, he'd just take his knife and cut a slit in it. A rectangular. You, yeah, a rectangular hole in it, give you something to hold on to. And those are what we played dodgeball with. And yeah. this this is from, for us, from like 1984 through 1986, because I think you got in... Yeah. Didn't you have a changeover, didn't he? Yes, my sixth grade year was the, ch- was the changeover. Did they the keep those? We no longer played dodgeball after that. Uh, no, it was a... Uh, different world. Yeah. So they, uh, our, uh, our our gym there at that middle school or whatever you would classify it, they had... Um, one wall had no windows because that was the interior wall. Mm-hmm. And the other wall had box boarded up. Like It's kind of hard to describe. It used to be a window, I think. There was a the other end had a stage. Yeah, the other end had a stage, but that exterior wall. Oh yeah, that had yeah. real tall windows up top. Right, but there was wood that they had framed in where there were low windows originally. Oh I yeah, I forgot about that. And so you had something that kind of stuck out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly, I, I want to say it happened to me because I remember my face getting smashed up against that. But there was always somebody getting just hammered mm-hmm. with this deflated football against the face and hitting against the wall or that wood <laughs> yeah. and bleeding. It come back from P class after dodgeball, everybody had welts on their faces and arms right. and shit. And you always had the one squirrely cuts. kid that would hide in the... By the uh, door. Where the well, double doors there were. and also hide under that iron desk yes. that sat in the gym. Yeah. Like, why someone needs a desk in a gym? Well, that's where he me. kept he kept the tiny little super right. magic bounce balls. How much fet like fetch was that? I mean that that's all it was. Those. He would throw insane. those little bouncy balls, and we would go running after them and try to grab one and bring them back. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. dogs. And he did the he did the pump fake on you. Sometimes. Oh yeah, and people were like uh. right, <laughs> just like dogs. And we and so I'd forgotten all about that. And the girls didn't play dodgeball. The girls usually didn't interact with us that much. No, it was. We at the start of class would all be in the same gym for calisthenics, right? But then the girls would split off with the girls' PE coach, and then uh, the old fighter jet pilot had the boys. And uh, and we also had the uh, what would you call them? The slats hung strung up underneath the goal. Yeah, yeah that you the jump basketball up goal. And, yep. And being the short fuck that I was, I could barely get the lowest one. Yeah. And then you'd have somebody that tried to beat one of our friends' head in on the concrete in high mm-hmm. school, go up there, and he was older, you know, he'd been let back. He'd hit the little tiny one that was, like right. a, that was barely enough to spin around the, yeah. the piece of it. 
Yeah, yeah we'd all line up line and up take and our yeah, take our jump at the slack. And it was always disappointment for me. My my only hope was that there would be somebody that would miss it just because <laughs> they couldn't, you know, get up high enough. At least I could touch a little bit. But yeah, those I mean, those basketballs, man. Those you catch hurt. one of those in the face. Yeah. Because there yeah. was no rules about not throwing at the face. Oh, or oh no. It, just, it, it was. And that initial run up where all the balls are at the line right. and yeah. everybody runs up and yep. grabs and one. It's just a and retreat. if you get to that line and you don't have one and somebody else does, you screwed. it's somebody hitting you in the face from about a foot away with a basketball. Or those, the ones that stick out to me are the, there was, I remember there was one soccer ball, you know, because the soccer ball has those, what are they, Pentagon yeah. panels on it? Yeah. When they deflate, those panels start peeling and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Man, you'd get cut. Yeah. There was one that would cut the piss out of you. I, I can it, feel the sting right now. Yeah. yeah. And they would, you'd get the fibers. Uh-huh. So it wouldn't be just, just the actual, even if you didn't get hit full on, you might get whipped by. Right. I remember a couple of, of the balls that we used were those old, think about like the, the rubber that they make kickballs out yeah. of. It was, Balls about the size of a basketball that were made out of that stuff. Yeah. So it was, I mean, those things, it was a slap. Yes. When that hits you, it just kind of wrap around you and plap. Yeah. Yeah, you hurts, catch man. one of those in the face and you'd feel it all day long the rest of the day. PE was, I know it was different then. I mean, I know that. Yeah. And it was different there. I don't think it was like that anywhere. I've never, I've talked to people all over the country, start talking about dodgeball. Because there was a guy when I was up in Michigan that I worked with. About our age, he played adult dodgeball in an adult dodgeball league. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so great. <laughs> the a, Cobra. I love the uh, Jason Bateman. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if that pays <laughs> off. But I think he was in, I think it was more of a social thing because it was co-ed. Oh, so he was yeah. trying to yeah. pull some trim out of there, and I think it yeah. worked. And he was saying, we didn't have kids or anything, so what else else are you going to do? You is know? that something that women look for as a man who's proficient in dodgeball? I don't, well, I think know? a girl that's willing to sign up for an adult dodgeball or adult yeah, kickball. That does up her cool factor. Yeah, I mean, that's somebody that's, you know, at least they're not, I don't know, watching the bachelorette all the time. Yeah, that's true. I do think that, though, like you said, not only, I mean, it's changed just over time of what they let kids do, but... Our PE coach was singular. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy was a, he was a genuine article. Yeah. And he was going to run that thing however he wanted to. Yeah. Damn straight. This he wasn't consulting with anyone else about what he should do with his PE class. And in case we've got anybody that may not have been around for our first episode, this is the PE coach that yanked the carpenter's pencil out of the general's mouth in fourth grade. He, the general, we mentioned quite often he was mine and Ty's class clown, whereas Ty was the class comedian. He was always getting into something, and he got a, not a full size, but at least probably four or five inch carpenter's pencil stuck sideways in his mouth. So the point that it was actually spreading his cheeks out. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher sent him down. He wasn't in PE at the time. He was actually in class. The teacher sent him down to him, to the coach. The coach just took one look at it, reached a couple of fingers into the general's mouth, and just popped it, just pulled it straight out, <laughs> much to the dismay of the general. Uh, uh, I'm sure there was a little bit of cheek tissue damage. but Can you imagine the it. lawsuits today? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, the general's parents, 
I think they were pretty much used to shenanigans. Yeah. They weren't surprised by any call they got from the school. I don't know. You know, they were very, uh, they were very buttoned down. They were, they were the antithesis of the general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which was always very shocking when I spent a fair amount of time over there. And it was a place that you didn't go in the house without taking your shoes off. Yeah. Ever. Remember you always saying it was like a museum almost. Yeah. It was, was kind of cold. And very, kinda, everything was in its place. Right. Very clean. I mean, spotless. Yeah. His shtick was certainly a reaction to the environment in which he was raised in, I'm right. sure. And, yeah. you know, I've got a friend that was friends with his older brother, and she remembers him doing all kinds of stuff. I think I've talked about the torpedo incident where he would stand on the toilet Oh yeah, and take a dump from above, and call her in there when she was babysitting him, <laughs> tell him look at the torpedo, or or putting his bare ass up against the uh, plate glass window out by the pool while she was laying out there with his brother, and, you know, stuff like that. And again, his parents were not that way. His dad was his dad was pretty cool. His mom, she was not she was not part of any shenanigans ever. Right. So it was always a. Uh, Kind of shocking, but yes, it's it's definitely a rage against the machine. <laughs> if it was a mach- if you were a prankster, there was no right. ever he never was doing anything bad. No, no, but just shenanigans. Just shenanigans. I remember one time he called me. One of those boys will be boys type behavior, kind of just kind of. Right. We went over to his house one time in high school, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been working on some stuff," and he's a super smart guy. And we were always in chemistry and physics and stuff together. And he's like, yeah, I've been working on these chemicals in the, out in the shed. And we're like, oh, okay, which is probably not what you want to say. And we went back there, and he showed us. He started mixing something up. He started making chlorine gas in a, one of those you know, like Home Depot sheds, you know, 10 by 10. Right. And we a lot ran, of ventilation. ran out of that. And I remember he uh, he had these... Blasting caps is not the right word, but they were in use by the railroad. And you've probably seen them. Oh, yeah. They, they call have, them blasting caps. They gas. call them blasting yeah. caps. They have a, a little aluminum wings that you fold over the track, and mm-hmm. when the train goes over, it pops. Right. It's a signal for the, for the engineer, engineer to do something. Shut her down. So he had gotten a couple of those, and he brought them to my house. And so he's sitting there with a hammer trying to pop them. Oh, shit. You know, stuff like that. Just... Never, never a dull moment. He was, uh, he had to be watched carefully in chemistry lab with the old Bunsen burner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mis- uh, with our, uh, Lurch-like. Man, there's another teacher. character from our youth. No kidding. Especially the, I've told you about the summer I spent working with him in construction work. Yeah. And laying that water line. Right. Didn't I? Yeah. I mean, he's down there at that point. I mean, he's got to be, what do you think, in his He's 60s, early 60s? He was late 60s, 70s, early 70s. And, he, you know, we're digging a water line, and he's down there, you know, in the ditch, shoveling as hard as any right. any of us were that were, you know, 18, 19 at the time. And a huge man. Oh, yeah. Big guy. And strong. Yeah. And smoke like a chimney. Non-stop. Yeah. And super smart. Always, for whatever reasons. Uh, pronounced aluminum in the English fashion, yes. aluminium. Really? Always. He always reminded me of Max von Sydow. One of my favorite Did actors. Did y'all have class in the laboratory? 
I don't know if he ever mentioned that, okay. but I, I know he always said aluminium. Really? Yes. That always stuck out and burned into my, huh. my mind that, that when I had him, he was on his, it was his last year. Yeah. And he taught, I, I can't compare it because I only had him one year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was always like that. But he was in pretty, he was in granny gear for that last year. Yeah. Right. I mean, I definitely learned. I probably didn't learn as much as I should have yeah. going into college, but I definitely enjoyed it. Well, you had the boss for chemistry too, didn't you? Or was that physics? I had it for physics. Okay. We had a, uh, one of our classmates, her dad had been a teacher back in the 60s, 70s. And then he got out of the business for a while and he came back my senior year and taught physics to the general, me, Schmoo, you know, just a, uh, about six or seven dudes. And it was, he hadn't got his feet under him yet again. Yeah. He was having a good time with us. Right. And one of the uh, experiments we had to do or projects is we had to do one of those egg drops off the uh, stadium. Yeah. The top of the football stand. And, I, I built a typical Montebank fashion, over-engineered, <laughs> overthought wooden cage with this intricate uh, network of webbing that I built by hand. And it was only about the size of a loaf of bread, but you could probably driven a truck over and it would have held up. And then the general built this giant six-foot-tall <laughs> PVC orb. With the suspension in it. Oh. Did he have a did he have a cardboard cut out of his face on it? <laughs> no, but he should have. But our uh, our friend uh, Schmoo, he you know he had other things to do with his time that we may not have. <laughs> he had a lot on his mind. He had other things on his mind. I was never in physics, and Schmoo went to physics and basically has made pretty much a career out of yes. it. Yes, but me and him had lots of fun outside of uh, right. When he wasn't doing physics stuff with y'all, me and him were doing lots other of fun things. stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have lots of good schmooze stories that don't involve physics. <laughs> right. We we have a we had one a little while back that didn't involve physics in a trajectory. <laughs> That's right. true. That's true. Well, he didn't put as much thought into it as some of the rest of us, and I can't remember. He just had like an egg crate. Well, no, it duck, was, it, wrap but, it in duct tape. Okay, that's where it's going. I don't remember if it was him. There were there were two people that tried to cut some corners. One of them came with a bag of popcorn, pre-popped, you know. Oh, not a bad idea. And just stuffed the egg in there and duct taped it all up. And the other one bought a um, bag of quilt filling. Okay. Yeah. Poked a hole in it, stuck the egg and duct taped it up. And of course, both of those, what's it, Ockram's razor? Yeah. Shortest, simplest thing. That's right. Worked like a charm. Mm-hmm. With some of the other guys that we'd worked really hard, it didn't work. Right. Or it worked once. And it didn't work the second time. Theirs, you could have just sat there and thrown right. it off over and over, which drove the boss insane. <laughs> he was not an Occam's razor kind of guy. No, he wanted you to do it right, but he hadn't instilled in us in this year of pretty much an eternal J.O. fest of dudes that he wanted that. We hadn't picked up on that <laughs> as, a, as a group. So the two guys didn't see that objective. In didn't the see, yeah, there was not a line by line, you know, spend any time. Because literally, I think Schmoo stopped at Walmart on the way to school that morning and bought the bag. I have no doubt. Which one did he do? 
I can't remember if his was the popcorn or if it was the holofill, okay. the, the, the quilt quilting. But I think it was the quilting. I could okay. be wrong. But I do know he was one of those two, and it worked like a charm. Yeah. You know, and resisted multiple throwing it off, you know. Boss is throwing it off. Yeah, he's hard like as slamming he it down. <laughs> Still worked. It was great. Before we got off onto all this, we mentioned paint thinner. Oh. oh. Which is how we got started on chemistry. Bring us back to paint thinner. Bring uh. us back to paint thinner. And we've we've made no bones about it that you had a good time in your youth. I did. Whereas I was a little bit more on a uh, straight and narrow path. Yep. As we're some kind of Laurel and Hardy team. I don't know right. how that quite You're worked. very Laverne and Shirley. Jack Spratt and his wife here. Right. But one time, you came out to my shop where I spent most of my time since I was not dragging in the ladies. I'm out there in the barn working. And I decided I was going to strip the paint off of some little table. Mm-hmm. And it was... Winter time. No, it? I think it was summer. Because we would have had the doors open if it was summer. It, it didn't matter. It was summer, and we still got high as a kite. I was thinking it was winter, and we had the doors closed in the shop. Either way. That's what happened. You think that? I thought it was summer because it was a big party, and that plays into that was half outside and half in a house. Oh, yeah. So. You're right. Heavy comes out to my house, out in the barn. I'm out there working in the wood shop, stripping this paint. And pretty soon we are, I know the doors were open. We always had the doors open, but we were super high on paint thinner. Yeah. To the point that we were dancing and giggling like you wouldn't believe to Sangria Wine by Jerry Jeff Walker. <laughs> I mean, singing along. What? What would I give for some oh, video of this? Oh, 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 I love didn't Sangria you, Wine. Did you come walking out? I think you came... It was just kind of look at it, shook his head like, you dumbasses. Right. <laughs> and my brother, who was probably 12, he came out at some point, and he's, you know. Uh, of course, he was too busy drinking beer with your two classmates. Right. <laughs> what, what kind of 16-year-olds take a 12 or 11 or 12-year-old under their wing to start, you know. They weren't doing it that young, were yeah. they? Yeah. Were they really? Yes. I didn't think it was till we no. were out of high school no, that they started hanging I, I, out with him. I think they started hanging out with him while we were in high school. Really? I think so, because we knew one of them from church. Right. So that was I was kind thinking of a, it was after we graduated high school when both of them were kind of still around town. Well, I, it certainly when they, kept going. Is when they took your brother under their wing. I'll have to ask him. Somebody for, had where to teach him the ropes. Right, because right. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got, we were feeling no pain. Happy as can be. High on paint stripper fumes. And... I decided, because we were going to go to this party that night, it was at, uh... Who? Oh, okay. Going to that party, I came up with the idea, I think it was my idea, I don't, it was. I can't imagine it was yours, that I would, uh... Well, because it involved a wood lathe, and that was not something that you... Yeah, I wasn't a big... Wood turner. Yeah. So, I got the wood lathe going with a nice piece of walnut. Mmm. Lovely. And I turned... A foot long walnut dildo. <laughs> got it smooth. I mean, I polished it up. And oh, I bet you we did. still got the we still got the Jerry Jeff playing. We still got paint stripper open. Seems like a great idea. Please, kids, for those wood turners out there in our audience, don't use a wood lathe while you're high. <laughs> I can't really stress that enough. But without. Any incident, I turned this beautiful brown uh, 12-inch walnut dildo out, 
And so we came up with an idea. We were going to go to this party, and as at the time, jeans with holes in them were quite the normal dress. And I'm sure the jeans I had on probably were barely holding on, could be classified as jeans. And I would walk in to the party with the dildo sticking out of one of the holes (laughs) in my jeans. And Heavy would walk in and try to fake get my attention acting sly, but obviously where people would notice. Right. Gustav, Gustav. And then he would point at my crotch. And then I would act, oh, embarrassed. Oh, oh, oh One of those, your sack's hanging out. Right. Kind of moments. And so we would go to town, big party at somebody's house where um, the girl's parents were out of town that weekend. We'd go in. we go into the kitchen. we pull off our little shenanigans. Ha, ha, ha. That's great, guys. And we go on about our mingling. I set the walnut dildo down. And it disappeared. I disappeared. I never found it. She gone. She gone. So somebody in the 903. That's on someone's mantle today. Or bedside table. Or bedside. (laughs) Tucked into the the drawer in the bedside or in a chest underneath the bed. Little varnish. I I didn't varnish it. I polished it. uh, Sanded it, of course. Now, you know, walnut's got that kind of open grain. So I I did a couple of different grits. And then I got the steel wool out. Yeah. Put a nice, you know, sheen on it there. Probably if I'd thought about it, maybe shammied it. Should have yeah. maybe shammied it. But anyway, but we, we accomplished our goal. Yeah. It seemed very funny while we were high. Yeah. I think by the time we got to town, we were kind of losing some of our buzz. And yeah. I don't know if but it was You're quite still as committed funny. to the bit. We were in. I mean, I'd yeah. spent like an hour making that damn dildo. Had to do it. And I don't think any of them thought it was probably as not. funny as what <laughs> we had pictured it going to be. But I still think it's worth it, the fact that I know somebody. So either two things happened. Either somebody got the dildo and had it for some period of time, or B, the dildo was loose in the house for the girl's mom to someday find. Oh. So yeah. either way, either way we win. win. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So okay. today we had the Battle of the Bastard podcast meeting. Ah, uh, yes. The Denton Ponchos. And we got to meet the Partial Recall Boys, KJ and Clay, in person. It's one of the reasons we're all a little slow tonight. We're full of flautas. Oh, full of so much grease. That's more food than I've had the week prior, I think. Oh, yeah. I not Did I eat last night? I was trying to prep for it. You know, kind of like gearing up. This is what's coming. We got to meet Brad from uh, Below the Belt. Awesome dude. One of our heroes. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. Love that guy. uh, We got to meet Jay Cranfield, the Cranfield Man. I'm so glad. Finally got to meet Cranfield. Very cool. We got to meet... Uh, Ginsburg. Ginsburg. We got to meet Tom, one of our frequent emailers. Good to see him. We got to meet... Uh, KJ. Uh, JJ. We got Jordan. Yeah, Jordan came up yeah. from Houston. Amazing. And we got to see Austin, Austin. the birthday boy. Got to see Austin again. Everybody's so, super cool. Oh, it was great. Yeah. That's a that's a that's just a really cool group of guys. I texted you know? the group back saying that it was way cooler than the Pudwhackers I normally uh, have to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. we saw that. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. We spent, you know, we got there a little bit late, but we spent almost three hours sitting at a poncho's bullshitting. Yeah. And I mean, and flowed so easy. Like we'd known each other for years. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of the neat things about this whole podcast genre is that, you know, I mean, we're, I guess this will be our 20th episode. 
Really? I think so. Yeah. This Where's will be the our 20th. Or maybe, no, last week was the 20th. But anyway, so we've put out almost 20 hours of material. The idea that anybody would want to listen to 20 hours of us is, you know, shocking. Yeah, that's still kind of. But, you know, uh, the Parcel Recall guys, they've put out close to that. Below the Belt's put out about that. So you spend all this time listening to each other, and we tweet all of our listeners that want to interact with us. You know, we love that. So we've all, you know, jokes, and people give us, you know, running gags and stuff. It was just nice. It just, there was no awkwardness or anything. Everybody yeah. there, no. you know, you kind of, yeah, you know, you interacted with them. And I mean, a couple of them of, wanted Heavy to put a shirt on at one point. Yeah. It would have been nice. Fucking Cranfield. Ah, Crandy, man. <laughs> Poor Cranfield. You know, one of the nicest guys out there, and everybody just shits on him nonstop. You know, I, when it takes a nice guy to take all that shit. No kidding. <laughs> you know, he's an awesome dude. He man. is, and he's a defender of the faith, and is the lax backsliders that we may be, and people that struggle with our own understanding of where we fit into God's world. Uh, we support that. We support Cranfield, and he just gets a bad rap. Especially I wonder if he was wearing one of those uh, leg chokers like on the Vinci Code. <laughs> just ratcheted it down, just scourge marks on his back. So was Poncho's all you had remembered it to be? Yeah. I mean, it was everything tasted exactly like it should. My only complaint was that the sopapillas were a little bit greasy. Really? Mine I, weren't at my end of the table. Mine, I think mine, I got one that came like straight out of the fryer. Yeah. And it hadn't had a chance to drain. 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 Yeah. But the flautas tasted like flautas. The snozberries tasted like snozberries. Right. right. Did y'all remember uh, fried chicken being an option? No. I think that's relatively recent. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't, I didn't remember that. that yeah, that's, new. I think that's new, but. Um, Something for everyone. I mean, it pairs well with cheese enchiladas. I noticed there was corn. That I don't remember corn ever being there. Yeah, but so overall, working some veggies. Working some veggies. Veggie. We raised the flag plenty. Yeah, I never raised it once. There was that one time I think. Uh, well, you took a pretty good first pass though. Yeah, you yeah. weren't you weren't hurting for material. I think there was one time where uh, KJ literally just had it just barely to the top, and instantly the. Girl was there. Boy, that waitress was on top of things. Now, eventually, they just said, after they gave us the sopapillas, she was like, I'm tired. Yeah. And we didn't see her again that I'm aware of, but that was okay. Like I said, we were there for three hours. Now, not a whole lot of other people were there for three hours. Uh, It was pretty sparse. Yeah. Yeah, we went at a time that was good, too, where we basically had it. We basically had it to ourselves. Yeah. You know. And I felt guilty every once in a while about cursing a little bit, but then I looked around and just saw tumbleweeds rolling through and didn't right. feel too bad. Some guy passed out on the salsa bar. How about the gal we saw uh, after we left? Obviously oh, yeah. a victim of a hit. Yeah, yeah no the kidding. The car laid out in the uh, 7-Eleven. It's a convenience store parking lot. Store. They're on 380. I don't know what side street that was. Yeah. I hope somebody there. helped her. Well, there were a bunch of people there. <laughs> you know. They right before... Few streets before TWU, just and uh-huh. so the car was still in the lane. Yeah, the car and, that hit her. And the it was girl smashed. Was yeah, it was smashed hard, and the girl was a good forty feet away. Yeah, to the back. So I don't know if somebody carried her out there, but she, I know she had s- scraped up knees, and I could see her arm and legs move. So hopefully she's all right. Right. 
There was. It's not like we just drove off. There no, there were people. There were already people there around her by the time we pulled up to the intersection. Phones, you know, and calling nine one one. The cops were uh, in route. route. Heavy did roll down the window and shout out some medical advice. Right, some camphophenique. Yeah, he puts mice on that. Maybe you want to get a little uh, lidocaine and a little uh, benzocaine on them knees. Quick, run over in that ditch, grab a stick, take your belt off. We need to make a splint. <laughs> I don't know why you kept re- recommending salve, but right, I don't think that was a first-order treatment for her. I almost um, named that previous episode ointment, and copays, and a snake bite. I wanted to put salve, and then I realized that it would probably... No one would know what that word was when they saw it written down. Salve, yeah. Let alone yeah, us saying point. it. I mean, we are old. Yeah. And so that's a word that we certainly know. But I think if I just wrote S A L V E S. Yeah. On there, put that would put some salve on it. I think people are probably even more familiar with the balm. Than yeah, because yeah. you got like tiger balm. You know, you got some things lip that are balm. lip balm, bag balm. Bag bomb. <laughs> I don't know how many are familiar with bag bomb. <laughs> oh, you grew man. up on a dairy farm, you are. Boy. I mean, those people are using mane and tail to wash their hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that utter bomb, man. You, that, do you remember the green utter bomb? That, mm-hmm. that bright, mm-hmm. unnatural. Yeah. I never understood why it had to be that color. I guess it looked it, like the goop from Ghostbusters. Guys. Yeah, except. Yeah. Yeah. Or what was that stuff? What was that stuff called? That was uh, Zach, or what, what was that? It was kind of like uh, silly putty, but Gak? it was green. Gak. Yeah. yeah, Gak. It was kind of that color green. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, some nasty stuff. Thick. Yeah. Had a certain aroma. Yeah. Yeah, it had a distinct smell to it. So why did you use that to tug one out? The only thing around. Just curious. A little utter bomb. <laughs> Let me see what this works. <laughs> It lubes and protects. Right. (laughs) Good enough for the Holsteins. Oh, the Dairyman. That that, that was a pair. The Dairyman brothers out there on the dairy. That's a reality show I would watch. I'd watch the two of them now. I mean, they're. Man, I haven't seen them forever. I hadn't either. Um, One's in agricultural finance. Yes, and the other one was a programmer after he flaked out. You know, his senior year at, at A&M. Because he was going to be an like, aerospace engineer. Yeah, aerospace. Yeah. And he just kind of walked away from it his senior year, didn't his? I think his, his brother told me the professors offered to let him take his tests and stuff, and he just kind of yeah, he said kinda, no thanks. He kind of had a mental break. He was too smart. Yeah. I mean, well, he was one of those guys yeah, that was... Really smart. Maybe the smartest person, you know, you ever know, but he was too smart to... He couldn't carry on a conversation right. with you without it devolving into physics or something. Right. And the girls always loved him. I mean, not yeah. not in the sense of... Not sexual. Sexual, but they were always friends with him. And mm-hmm. the hottest chicks in the, you know, around yeah. were just... But a, he was a good one to know if you needed help with some schoolwork. Yeah, yeah. Because he could have been teaching the classes. Oh, no doubt. But he, I think he got into programming during the dot-com stuff, mm-hmm. and then eventually, I want to say he married a gal much older than us. 
Oh, I remember you telling me this. And he found her out in Arizona or something. Yeah, somewhere out there. He lives out west. Found her. He was driving. He was like driving to California or something. I don't know that. She part was of a story. hitchhiker I think, he's made, I think he's making this part up. But her she, car was broke down. He gave her a ride. Shit, they. I don't married, know. Ended up marrying. I don't know that this is true. I, I'd like to think that that makes a really cool story. But I do know. Founder makes it sound like he went into a cave to take a leak, <laughs> right. and she was in there. She cut off a snip of his robe. Right. He, uh, she's quite a bit older, and she and his mother get along just fine. Oh, his mother was a piece of work. Yeah. She's a very nice lady. I'll thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. But she did offer up as, uh, since she was a nurse, just to, if we had any questions about anything that we weren't comfortable asking people, we could always come to her, and we all just kind of like looked around and whistled <laughs> a little bit and kicked the... Kick the dirt Kick a little. Kick the dirt a little bit. And I'm like, okay, thanks. But <laughs> you want to go to a friend's mom and right. start peppering her with some questions. Peppering her for the talk. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I think he kind of found what he needed. Yeah. And you know they've been you know together. But yeah, the ag finance brother. I hadn't talked to him in a few years, but he's still the same. Right. Same he was one. in our grade. He was in our grade. Also. Super smart. He was in the head of the class class. Yes. The nemesis of the head of the class oh, teacher. Oh, man. That's, that was oil and water. He he married one of our friends. He had a, he's, on a set, he's married for the second time now, but he married one of our friends while we were in college. And the one of the things that he did, he went and bought a house without telling her. That always goes over well. Sure. Nothing like that. So his grandfather was pretty well off. And so he went and borrowed the money from from uh, Gramps, Gramps, and found a, a modest house. It wasn't like you know, right, two hundred thousand dollars or something in College Station, but it was modest, and they were paying rent anyway. So we'll just pay. Here we go, Gramps instead, and just he came home and said, "Hey, bought a house." And at the time, they were both in school and um, both working in the service, you know, restaurant business. To make ends meet and just bought a house. Did not go over real well. Wow. They like they like to be in on those kind of decisions. Usually. Yeah, it's usually something that they probably care more about as a general rule. They like to have a say. In yeah, I, I would say in general layout, the colors. price, the location. Yes, yeah, so all these things instead of hey, honey, I bought you a house. Yeah, which in his mind he was doing the right thing. Yeah, look at which, what I've done. Well, I think you could say that for everything he did. Bless his heart, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was not a malicious type at no, all. No, not at all. Yeah. Although, he did have... Not real sensitive of other people's thoughts and feelings. Not real aware. Right. Ma- yeah, maybe aware. Right. Now, he did have... He could twist the knife every once in a yeah. while. So, one day, and we may have mentioned it, all this stuff runs his together. His face would get red when he would laugh. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's so happy about it. He, we had a, uh, a field trip with the head of the class teacher to the, uh, Sulphur River. Oh, yeah. And the Sulphur River is a, uh, a river by the loosest standards. It's a really big creek, but it's full of fossils. Now, mostly like old shark's teeth and, um, small crustacean stuff, you know. But every once in a while somebody finds like a mammoth or yeah, something in it, you drag know. Drag a big old dinosaur out of there or something. <clears throat> dragon. So, dragon, bragging. So we went down there 
And the head of the class teacher is not what I would call a outdoorsy outdoorsy person. No, more the Blanche Dubois type. Very much so. <laughs> Very accurate. And but the dairyman is. Yeah. Oh, is he? So we show up at the school for this uh, field trip, and he is wearing, and you know, this is 1992. <laughs> I had almost forgotten about. He this. is wearing lace up. Knee-high L.L. Bean leather boots that probably were made in 1955. I mean, these were a kick-ass style that nobody still made. Full-on lumberjack. Full-on lumberjack. Jeans tucked into them. I mean, he looks like he's ready to go, you know, north to Alaska in this shit. Conquer the Northwest. He uh, sits back in the back of the <laughs> back of the bus <laughs> and... If there's ever been anybody that would be guilty of the phenomenon of man spreading, have you seen this on the subways where no. women take pictures of these guys with their legs spread real oh, wide yeah. sitting? He is on that little seat, you know, just, I mean, out halfway into the, the row so everybody can see him. And he reaches into a paper sack and he pulls <laughs> out a Texas Select and pops the top of it at Eight o'clock in the morning. For those who don't know, I don't think they still make it. Texas Select was a non-alcoholic beer. Near made, beer. Near beer made by. I don't know who even made it. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if that was Anheuser-Busch or who so, made that. So, head of the class teacher sees that and immediately freaks out. Yeah. But it's non-alcoholic. Right. So, he just he laughs. He was jumping through that loophole. Oh, he was... <laughs> And at the time, he didn't even drink beer. Yeah. Now, later on in college, I would get calls at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, I got off work. I'm enjoying a cold, tasty brew, Gustav. What are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm trying to sleep. You know. Anyway, he was quite happy with himself back there. And so he drank his Texas Select. I don't know if he was enjoying it or not, but he's certainly enjoying making her panties get all in a wad. So we get to the uh, river. And the Sulphur River does not have gentle banks. Mm-hmm. No, it's sharp down. And so the girls were trying to gingerly uh, make their way down. And head of the class teacher had gotten to the bottom. There may have been a lot of white involved in her clothing choices of the day. Memory serves. I think you're right. I can barely remember that trip. But Here comes the dairyman. Oh, boy. Full of his... Recent victory of the Texas Select battle, and he runs vertically down the bank of the Sulphur River, and I mean he's at full speed running, like the something out of the old Flash cartoons of the Justice League, comes running down, and then hits this very shallow river and just keeps on going, splashing oh. silt and mud and dirty water onto. Head of the class teacher. Uh, who is our, who is still fuming and irritated by the whole near beer situation. Yeah, it was, it was great. He would, you know, just really, uh, just pissed her off royally. And again, that senior year, because he had done so well in the class, despite some other people really trying to kiss ass and everything, she had to give him the award for the best in that class. Yes. Which chapter ass. You know, boy, and it it chapped a couple others in that class too. Oh, who yeah. sucked up for that award 
so hard all year. Tried, tried, tried. And watched him just be a burr in her saddle all year long. And then to lose out. Right. I mean, for one, there was, you know, I mean, the consolation was she was valedictorian. So. Yeah. But for one of the other ones. No, there was no second place winner for that oh, one. Oh, man, that just had to kill her. I remember one time we had to write poetry in the class. <laughs> And I think we had to write about the moon or something like that. I don't know. It was a poetry assignment, which is the stupidest assignment. I'm going to go on record right now. I think poetry is stupid. Wow. Okay. Put that in the montage. The So we have to write this thing, and so everybody does it. And you had to read it, which is even a bigger ass wipe. You right. know what I mean? Nobody, nobody wants to hear you read your shitty poem. So I get up there and read it. And so head of the class teacher's like, so, what does this mean? And Derryman's like, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have to mean anything. He just had to write a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, he's right. You know. Derryman is very left-brained. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was not artsy-fartsy. <laughs> no. So, it was just one of many run-ins. I wish I could remember them all. I mean, the one that mainly sticks out. Was the time that he jimmied the lock? Oh yeah, when we were locked out because she hadn't got to class, and then she threw the keys across the uh, the room at him. That was a good one. But uh, and then we've talked about before. I mean, it didn't involve him, but the other one of the other famous moments from that class was the general's song. Yes, the general's very unfortunate song. Right. We'll need to think more about that. Try to think up more. Yeah, because that, that was class. There was always we had two years of shenanigans it. in there. And, uh, it was just a wonderful mix of underachieving joke meisters with full-on serious suck-up students. Yeah, yeah. It was great. <laughs> you can just guess which category we were in. Right. We were in the what-are-we-doing-in-here category. Oh, Lord. Well, I think we're uh, at about our time, so say goodbye to everyone. Thank you for listening. Please uh, give us a review on iTunes if you want, good or bad. I don't care. Tell your friends about us. You know, I think we've got a really loyal set of listeners, but I think if you tell your friends about us and say, hey, these guys are kind of funny, you might want to listen to us, it's better than static, give us a try. You know, proselytize. Get out there and be a Cranfield for Can You Hear Me. There you go. And uh, we will talk to you later. Email us if you want. Give us a tweet, and we would love to hear from you. Adios. Bye. Say this is your brain. Okay. Now, from what I know about you, your brain consists of two parts. The intellect, represented here, and the part obsessed with sex. Now, granted, you have extracted an astonishing amount from this little scrap. But with no sex Louise, this previously useless lump is now functioning for the first time in its existence. And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Saldy. Good night from Dallas, Texas.